Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. G'day everyone, Lauren Cress, the business scientist here. So today we're talking about something that's sort of like, we're sort of shifting gears a little bit because we're going to be talking about what happens after you close the sale. So first thing I want to kind of do is let's get inside the mind of your new customer. So your new customer has just agreed to hand over a bunch of money based on a conversation they've had with you and maybe a proposal you've put together that outlines the things that they're going to gain, the things that they're going to get out of doing this. Now, straight after that, once someone's made a decision, they get something called buyer's remorse. So if you think about it, whenever you've made a really big purchase, after that high of going, yep, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, so excited, we sort of get this like, what did I just do? What have I just committed to? What does this mean? So that's what's going on for your client. Doesn't matter how good what you do is, we want to really make sure that in those first few days, they feel reassured, they feel excited, and they feel motivated to be working with us. That's what's going to set us up on the right track. But that doesn't mean, and I learned this the hard way, that doesn't mean just you know letting people walk all over you. It doesn't mean answering emails last thing at night or getting back to people on the weekend. If we start off the relationship that way, it's going to be really, really negative for everyone involved, right? Because we're going to end up being resentful and our clients are going to be like, hang on, why didn't you been getting back to me on the weekend? Why aren't you doing that now? So what we want to do, and I'm going to share with you three things that you can do to help you set your relationship up for success, is we want to take our clients through a formal onboarding process that really clearly outlines the expectations that we have for them and that they can have for us. We want to take them through a formal agreement process and we also want to remind them about why they're doing this, what they can expect from us. Now, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not trying to give you legal advice, but one thing that's really good to do is have a contract. And I'm going to tell you about the things from a customer relationship perspective you want to have in that contract, not talking about the legal stuff. So one thing that you really want to do is make sure that, okay, I have really clearly outlined what I'm going to deliver. That's the first thing clear deliverables. What are the things that you are delivering to this client, to this customer? So that can be as simple as saying, here's what you said your objectives were, and here's the things that I'm going to do. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to have a kickoff strategy meeting. And in that meeting, we're going to cover X, Y, Z. And in that meeting, it's going to go for two hours, for instance, right? Then I'm going to put together this document for you. And in this document, it's going to do X, Y, Z. Then I'm going to go, whatever it is that you're going to do, make it really, really clear. Think about this like products. What are the things you're actually delivering? If you're a coach, it might be like the actual deliverable is the time that you spend with them, right? So it might be like, I'm going to meet with you once a week so that we can help you get on your way to doing this. So that's the first thing we want to do. The second thing we want to do is we want to outline our rules of engagement. When can that person contact you, for instance? So what are your office hours? 
If they're overseas, what does that mean for their office hours? Are they going to be emailing you between calls or can they call you on the fly whenever they want? Do you have a booking process? What are your rules for engagement? What happens if they need something that's out of scope? What does that look like? What can they do there? These are the key deliverables, but if you need these other things from me, I can give you a separate quote from that, all that kind of stuff. So how do you expect them to behave and how are you going to behave in order to achieve those key deliverables? And then the third thing you want to do is you want to really encourage that client to be open with you. You could have something like, here's what to do if you're unhappy. If there's something that you don't really like, we want you to tell us. Here's how you can tell us. Here's how you can go about it. Because clients can feel a bit awkward about that and be like, oh, I don't know what I can say. If you have a money return policy, you might want to outline that a bit as well. Like, If you've done this, this, and this, and you're not seeing results, this is what you do to get your money back. This is how this works. You just want to make it really clear so that people understand where your boundaries are. If you're not going to be answering calls on the weekend, make sure that they understand that. Or if someone else is going to be managing the account for you, like your assistant is going to be helping with certain things, let them know who that is as well. You might want to have like a little document that you go through that's like meet the team or even better still have a video, put together a short video on you're really excited to work together. That can be a great way to, while that person's going through that sort of buyer's remorse experience, be like, Hey, this is why you're doing this. Here's some great client testimonials of people who've loved working with me. Here's the next step. Let's jump on a call. And you really want to be doing that in the first few days again, so that that person feels really excited about working with you. If you're really clear about what that person can expect and what your boundaries are, you're also going to avoid going through the whole drama triangle thing. You're going to avoid going through being the person who's like rescuing your client and seeing the client as the victim. You're going to avoid moving into a persecutor role where you start to feel frustrated with your client because they're not doing the things that you've been telling them to do. Remember, like I was saying last week, you're both adults right? You're not responsible for your client. Your client is responsible for themselves and you're there to assist them with what you need based on what you've promised to deliver for the amount that you've agreed to deliver that for. Don't let your clients walk all over you. And if if outlining all of this stuff turns someone off and they actually say, oh no, I don't. if I can't call you on the weekend, I don't want to be a client, then that's okay because that client is probably going to be someone that's actually not great for your business. If you're interested in finding out more about that and how bad clients can affect your business, check out the interview I did with Kezia Robinson when we talk about exactly that. I'll put a link to the highlight in the video here and in the podcast description, I'll put a link to the full episode. You can download that as well. So we've talked about onboarding clients. Now, next week, we're going to be talking more about client service, what to do as you're servicing your client and delivering on the promise you've made in your service sales call. Now, if you're kind of wondering, okay, this is great, but what does this have to do with branding? It has so much to do with branding. This this is all about the central thing that affects your brand, your reputation. If your client's unhappy with your promise of value, that's a huge branding problem. And sometimes it just comes down to communication. So that's where we want to spend the next few weeks talking about that customer journey once they actually sign on with you and making sure that process is as seamless as possible. So I'll see you next week to talk more about servicing your client. Until next time, remember that sharing your talents with the world will make it a better place.